Our youth was spent acquiring stuff. But as we go through time and grow older, we must deal with loss. And hardest of all loss is the loss of loved ones and friends. Today, we present a conversation about grieving and sorrow, but also a conversation about treasuring and sharing precious memories. Stay tuned. Amidst a few sweet tears, we actually have some smiles for you. Welcome to In Conversation, the Voices of Ollie. Ollie, O-L-L-I, is an acronym for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, located at and networked with the Palm Desert campus of California State, San Bernardino. Author, columnist, former educator, and Ollie rock star, Ray Matlock Smythe, recently lost his partner and soulmate of nearly 50 years, Dr. Steve Edward Oliver. I didn't expect Steve to die. He didn't expect to die, uh, even though he'd been sick for many years. I cried more before Steve died than after he died. Help others suffering with loss. Ray wrote an inspirational short book titled Coping with Grief, My Personal Journey of Learning to Overcome Sorrow. The book is a collection of quotes from famous and not-so-famous folks, followed by a page or so of story and advice from Ray about coping with grief. Ray is joined here by his lovely friend Susie Walker. Susie recently lost her son. I do want to talk about him. I want to remember the good things. I don't want to remember anything that was negative. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help my family. Talking about it is okay, you know. Yeah. She, like countless others, has turned to Ray's book for comfort and a measure of guidance. I am Dr. Arlette Stella Poland, and I teach at a local college and specialize in a course titled Perspectives on Death and Dying. As such, and with my own losses in mind, I was honored to be part of this moving conversation, which began with this quote from the actress Betty White. Keep busy with your work and your life. You can't become a professional mourner. Mm-mm. It doesn't help you or others. Replay the good times. Be grateful for the years you had. Betty White. Well, they mm-hmm. asked her once, and they said, why didn't you remarry? And she said, when you had the best, mm-hmm. uh, forget the rest. <laughs> <laughs> she was funny. Very funny. But, you know, she... I think she was a role model for all of us uh, to live life to the fullest. Right, I agree. How she lived her life and what she did with animals, with people, with her, her life. Don't shackle the heart. Yeah, that's, that's a good thought. I mean, there's moments when I see something on TV or I hear music or I think of something and I'll have a sweet smile. And then other moments when I physically have pain in my heart. And tears come up. And it's been 10, 11 years. Um, I don't have it as much with my dad because he died like 50 years ago. So time can help. But I think when it's a really long-term, close relationship, time softens the edges and sometimes sharpens the points. 
depending on how you use it. My mom, for instance, been gone 33 years. She's still in my head. If I do something wrong, it's Suzanne. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, after Steve died, uh, one of the things I did was uh, I interviewed my friends who lost their spouses and because I needed help. And the commonality was when I said, does time heal everything? They all said no. They said it never leaves, but it softens. It softens it. It, it was blasted out of all yeah. the people I interviewed. Here is another quote from the book titled Coping with Grief by Ray Smythe. In spite of all the doctors know, and their studies never end, the best cure of all, when spirits fall, is a kind note from a friend. John Wooden. Uh, a written note, especially in today's world, handwritten note is so special. Not that there's something wrong with an email, emails are fine, but there's just something special. And I was talking to somebody the other day and they were telling me, I don't remember if they heard it, but uh, they said they have, they have notes from their spouse. They've saved the cards. I saved a lot of cards that Steve gave me on special occasions. And so those are very wonderful uh, to look back on. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I, I agree. I used to get, for years, I would get a note every morning when my husband would leave for work. So he was a general contractor, so he was up long before I was. And uh, he would always leave me a note. So he'll come home and say, so how was your day? It was really good. I got a note. <laughs> and, and, and Arlette, I've got a quote here. It's, it says, a key to happiness is to do kind things to others, period. A key to misery is to expect them to be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's really important because you can do kind things to others, but you once you've done it, then you need to forget it. I always love that quote. I think it's great. Yeah, that's great. It's reminding me of a show. I, you guys have probably seen Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Yeah, oh yeah. One of the sons holds a door open for a woman walking out, and he expects her to say thank you, and then they have a little altercation almost <laughs> over that, and then turns out later she's the doctor who's going to perform his circumcision, and he walks out. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll learn him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This 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 podcast has really taken off. <laughs> it is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent. It is the one that is most adaptable to change. Charles Darwin. Another quote from the book Coping with Grief by Ray Smythe. I I uh, definitely have my husband. He's a very calm person in my midst of my uh, craziness, and um, and since I'm the now the matriarch of my family, I hold a different spot with my kids and my grandkids. One granddaughter was upset with me because she didn't think that I was grieving enough, which I thought was interesting. Actually, we were driving, and I and I pulled the to go to lunch, and I pulled the car over. I, I said, I can't, we can't go to lunch until we clear this up. And I'm very close with her; she's 25. <laughs> and I explained to her that the way people grieve is their own personal way. There's nothing to say. How do you know what I do in my my quiet time? 
or a moment like you said that all of a sudden this wave comes over you for that that was kind of an important relationship at that moment for us we did go to lunch by the way <laughs> and it was like everything was okay I don't know what she expected me to do rant and rave I already did that how he did that when I found out about him. You know, yeah. Well, that was uh, very smart of you, Susie, to make that a teachable moment for her. Grief is individual. It really doesn't end. And if you just push it in, all you're doing is hurting yourself and you're hurting those who could otherwise help you and share it with you. Exactly. Be careful about the shoulds in your life or you will should all over yourself. Betty Thomason. And it's such a great quote. <laughs> I wanted to use it, but I didn't think it was very ladylike under the circumstances. <laughs> well, it, I, it's it's kind of cute, but it's so true. But uh, I said in the book, and I, I know that Arlette, well, I know all everybody will agree, is that uh, when Steve was in the hospital, I felt I should have done some things differently. Um, you know, I felt like uh, maybe I should have held his hand longer, or maybe I should have stayed longer. Or maybe I should have done this or that. And um, uh, uh, when he was sick here at home, I thought I should have done this or could have done this. And Betty taught me that that was crazy because uh, all you'll do is go down that rabbit hole of shoulds and coulds and you'll get depressed. And I have to tell you that I wake up every morning about 2.30 and I start the should business. And then I pushed myself right out of there to see Betty. Betty was a uh, just a tremendous woman and therapist and very upbeat. And uh, I, I can see her face. And she, so forget about the shoulds. It's only going to depress you. It's a waste of time. I think that's great. That's a, a thing I I say to my friends all the time, Ray. It's, Don't shit on yourself in front of me. You're my friend. My son, my other son, Tom, he... He's having a really hard time. He's going through the should-haves. Didn't want help. Sent it to him and he wrote back. He said, thanks mom, I got the book. It's a short read. For him, that would be really good. And that it was great insight, as I told Ray. And I was so relieved because if he just gets one thing or two things here and now, then that, that'll help him. And here is another quote from the book by author Ray Smythe. Grief, I've learned, is really just love. It's all the love you want to give, but cannot. Grief is just love with no place to go. Jamie Anderson. There's a totally different way to look at grief and say that grief is love. That was, uh, uh, it takes you a little bit uh, to get used to that because grief always meant sorrow to me. I can see what she means, grief is love. Uh, One of the things that I often will say is that, uh, and to my students and my friends, is that we're all really just looking for a safe place to put our love. And Ray and Susie, you guys definitely had that. Um, I feel like I have that in my life. And um, when that's gone, that's why this particular quote meant a lot to me, because grief is love with no place to go because your safe place is gone. So then you have to become your own safe place and that's its own kind of challenge. Don't cry because it is over. Smile 
Because it happened. Dr. Seuss. I, I like Dr. Seuss's because don't cry because it's over a smile because it happened. And I think that is something, if you can wrap your head around that, you know, we had a great life. We traveled the world. We had so many friends. We went to so many parties. We had wonderful careers that we loved. And, and there were so many great memories. And if you can focus on those and smile and don't be crying about what's past. And Steve had told me a half a dozen times in the last year that he was going to die before me. He knew, he knew, he knew. And, um, but he told me to mourn his life for a short time, but he made me promise that I uh, would live life to the fullest and smile about everything. And he wanted me to thrive, not survive. So that was a great gift. And that's why I like Dr. Zeus's quote, because don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. It's so, so wonderful. Forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. By Paul Lewis Bose. Kevin Sweeney gave me that quote. And uh, <laughs> of course, Kevin is one of my best friends. And I just thought it was so good, especially when someone dies, uh, whether it be your mother or your spouse. The human mind sometimes is critical. And you kind of self-assassinate yourself with things you think you should have done or should have said. That quote is so full of promise for the future and um, it, it, it's an enlightening thing. Forgive, move on, and live life to the fullest. And I, I so appreciated Kevin giving me that quote. I just thought it was great for the book and great for all of us. And I want to say one other thing about when grief hits you. For me, it's when I'm in the shower. Don't ask me why and don't even wow. visualize it. But that's when I have my crying time. I miss my mom, I miss my dad, I miss my dog, I miss Tim. It just all kind of comes while I'm showering. Okay, then I'm done and then I'm, I'm okay. It's weird. I know, Arlette, don't even analyze that. <laughs> no, no, I love it. It's a great way. It's it's wonderful because you're cleansing your body inside and out. You know, you're <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Everybody has experienced grief and I've never, I never knew how many people in this community and all over are having grief issues and sorrow issues. And um, it's just amazing. So the book has been well, well received. Coping with Grief, my personal journey of learning to overcome sorrow. Ray's goal was to use his own experience shared in this short and uplifting book as a helpful tool for the serenity of others. The book is available on Amazon. This has been In Conversation, the Voices of Ollie. Our thanks to Cal State San Bernardino in Palm Desert, along with communications study professor Lacey Kendall and her media students. This podcast was produced for Ollie by Lou Gorfing. And I am Dr. Arlette Poland. 